Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Schooled to Obey, Lily's Training, Book 1, written by Devi and Sevi. A very naughty Victorian tale. My name is Lily Harper. I've been a governess for eight years. Now my employer's children are grown and my mother needs round-the-clock nursing care. My employer has a solution, but I'm not sure I can pay the price. It seems that Lady Montgomery has certain unconventional needs. In return for her help, I am to fulfill those needs. She has enlisted Lord Harcourt to train me in how to serve. Despite my inexperience, apparently I am a wanton. Lord Harcourt says my mistress will be pleased. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Schooled to Obey. Chapter 1. Meeting My Trainer I was engulfed in fire, wreathing in the heat, but it was a heat generated inside my body, not outside it. For some timeless interval, measured only by the ebb and flow of the heat licking through my veins, I lay moaning and panting on the velvet-lined carriage seat opposite Lady Montgomery, my employer, and Lady Emily, her companion. I had given up trying to speak, to ask questions, some time ago. All my senses were focused internally, narrowed down to the hard tips of my breasts and the wet place between my thighs. The carriage rattled along the country lane, outside sounds muffled by the heavy velvet curtains. I realized in some small portion of my mind that my skirts were thrown over my thighs. I had done this because I was burning up. My splayed thighs and white muslin pantalettes were shamelessly exposed to the rapier-sharp view of the two high-born ladies. My head rolled back against the luxurious cushions of the carriage wall. Droplets of sweat beaded on my upper lip and glistened on my forehead and neck in the dim light filtering into the carriage. The sound of my soft, panting moans filled the carriage. I heard Lady Montgomery speak, but was too caught in a rush of heat to show a response. The pinch of her fingers against my exposed leg pulled my focus towards her. "'We are nearly there, Lily. Make yourself presentable. Soon enough the fire within you will be quenched.' Lady Montgomery smiled thinly. I did not know where here was. This morning I had been bundled without ceremony into the carriage as I walked across the courtyard of the townhouse where I lived and worked as a servant. Lady Montgomery had all but poured a measure of tea down my throat as soon as the carriage was on its way. That tea must have led to my current predicament. I would soon learn that the tea was laced with cantharides a powerful aphrodisiac. I did not know of such things then, but shortly I would leave the days of my innocence behind. Lady Montgomery's voice, even sharper than before, cut through the drug-induced haze. Damn it, girl, sit up and pull yourself together. I know you want something rammed into that dripping cunt of yours, but you can suffer with it a while longer. It was a sign of my agitation that I barely reacted to her shocking words. Lady Montgomery jerked my skirts down and pulled me upright in one motion, just as the door of the carriage was opened. Lady Emily smiled weakly at me and leapt from the carriage in Lady Montgomery's wake. 
eye swayed as I climbed out of the carriage, blinking in the mid-morning sunshine. We had arrived at the entry to a great pile of a building, grey and forbidding. A coachman impassively assisted me up the stairs and into the house behind my employer. I was shown into a study and ushered into a seat facing a large, sturdy desk. Lady Emily stood in one corner, eyes demurely downcast. Lady Montgomery and a very large man stood facing me. He stood with legs spread apart, arms crossed over his chest. His eyes devoured me. The man towered over the tall form of Lady Montgomery, dwarfing her in both height and breadth. His shoulders were easily thrice as wide as hers, and his arms and thighs bulged with muscles. A broad forehead, deep-set eyes, high cheekbones, and full sensual lips composed a face that was arresting rather than handsome. His dark hair curled slightly, touched with grey at both temples. This man had the build of a farm labourer, and the face and bearing of an aristocrat born to command. I would later learn that his name was Marcus Fullerton, Lord Harcourt. However, at the time I had no idea who he was. He looked me over thoroughly, as though contemplating an expensive racehorse for his stables. His eyes took in my dazed expression, moist forehead, and the rapid rise of my bosom. I asked you not to dose her with anything. The words were without noticeable inflection, but I saw a muscle twitching in his jaw, and the air seemed filled with tension. "'You are not my lord and master, Harcourt. I shall do as I think best with my servants,' Lady Montgomery said in an annoyed voice. "'You asked me to train her. I told you what was necessary to begin her training. You have already created a setback. So be it.' He chopped a hand through the air, halting whatever response Lady Montgomery planned to make. What did you give her? It was not a question one could refuse to answer. Can't the readies, if you must know, Lady Montgomery sounded perturbed that he would question her. How long ago did you give her the mixture? His eyes locked on mine, holding me captive, seeming to look deep into me. Even through the fire in my veins... The tone of command in his voice caught my attention. Lady Montgomery ruled her estate with an iron control, and yet he spoke to her as to a servant, without even looking at her. Two hours ago, when we set out on our journey,' she replied. Her voice was smug. "'It was a very exciting ride for our little Lily, was it not?' she asked, including Emily in the question with her eyes. Uh, y- "'Yes, my lady,' stammered Emily. She was quite affected. Oh, for God's sake, don't go all missish on me. You know I have no patience for it, and we both know what a slut you are. You've been dripping down your thighs for the last hour, watching her squirm and moan. My mouth gaped open, a flush staining my cheeks at such unladylike language, and in front of a man. Lady Montgomery was oblivious to my shock. She turned to the tall stranger. She's been in sexual heat. It was quite delightful. I shall have to try this as a punishment next time my sweet Emmy makes me angry. Kept in constant, unfulfilled heat for several hours, she would go quite mad, I think. The man showed no outward reaction to the conversation. He continued to hold me still with his gaze. I could not understand most of what they said. 
but I wanted to die with embarrassment as Lady Montgomery shared the details of my behavior in the carriage. Now I comprehended that they had given me some sort of drug to cause this strange effect in my body, but I didn't understand why. The man spoke to me then. Stand up, girl. I gaped at him in confusion for a moment, then glanced at Lady Montgomery. Lady Montgomery said, Lily, you are to do as Lord Harcourt commands. I expect complete obedience. Remember the terms of our agreement. Do not disappoint me. Slowly, I obeyed his order to stand up, my legs feeling weak as water. He motioned me to step away from the chair, and then slowly he circled me, his eyes moving from the damp and disheveled mass of red curls pinned to the top of my head, to my neck, resting briefly on my over-large breasts, concealed beneath my plain, serviceable brown dress. "'She is quite lovely, as you said,' he mused. "'I have not worked with a redhead. I have heard they can be quite passionate. It will be no hardship to train this one. She is clearly used to taking orders.' It remains to be seen if she is a true submissive, who will revel in her servitude, as does the Lady Emily, or merely a servant who knows her place. Lady Montgomery began to speak, but a gesture from the man silenced her. I was again surprised. Everyone in the household knew that she allowed no man to order her around, not since her husband's death. He spoke to me for the first time. My name is Lord Harcourt. You will call me sir. You will do exactly as I say. If you do, we shall get along splendidly. If you disobey me, I shall be forced to punish you. Do you understand? I didn't really, but sensed it would be inappropriate to do other than nod my agreement. He said in a surprisingly gentle voice, Step closer to me. Closer. That's right, Lily. Now raise your arms above your head and clasp your hands together. Do not move from that position until I tell you. Do you understand? He waited for my reaction. Without looking him in the eyes, I slowly complied, a blush staining my cheeks all the while. I felt like a mare on display, a mare in heat, that is. For all the while, wetness continued to drip steadily down my thighs, generated by my reaction to the mysterious cantharides. The helpless sensation I felt at standing obediently before a stranger made me feel weak and shivery in my private parts. Lady Montgomery and Emily watched in rapt silence as Lord Harcourt knelt and slid his hands underneath my skirts. His strong hands gripped my pantalettes, and shockingly, he ripped the fabric, splitting it down the middle. Before I could react... His hands settled on the bare legs he uncovered and began to slide slowly up my thighs. At the first touch of his warm, slightly roughened hands on my skin, the fire inside me blazed hotly. I threw my head back and cried out. I did not lower my hands, though. Good girl, good girl, he soothed. Just stand there and be a good girl. I promise you'll be rewarded. I'm going to move your legs apart. You won't fall. I've got you. Now, I want you to stand very still. Yes, that's it. I complied with each instruction, 
almost hypnotized by his commanding presence and masterful touch. No man had ever seen my body, and yet he took control as though it were the most natural thing for him to so intimately touch a female he had only just met. His hand slipped up the last few inches and brushed the wetly curling hairs of my pubic mound. I involuntarily tried to jerk away. "'What are you doing?' I gasped. He stood up, keeping his hands under my skirts, holding me still. He looked down into my lust-dazed eyes. Two strikes, Lily. What are you doing, sir? And, little girl, I told you to stand still. You will have to learn your place, and quickly. When I give an order, you obey. Now, stand still. He didn't raise his voice, but the inflection was a clear command. My eyelids flinched, but I obediently froze as he again knelt between my legs. His hands pushed between my thighs, wedging them further apart. Then one hand turned over in that cramped space and delicately cupped my dripping mons. Two fingers lightly stroked the slippery wetness over my sparsely furred mound. He pushed the heel of his palm into the top of my mons, applying slight pressure over a small nodule that seemed to be the center of all my longing. I moaned weakly, my head again falling backwards, my eyes closing. I could hear only the rushing of blood through my veins. My arms began to tremble with the strain of holding them over my head. Lord Harcourt called to Emily, "'Get over here and support her arms.' Slowly, carefully, Lord Harcourt stroked the valley between my thighs. Moisture from my long arousal trickled onto his hand and left his fingers slippery enough to make wet noises in the quiet of the study. Two fingers from one hand settled on the sides of my cleft and began to exert pressure, creating a delicious stretching sensation. And then he plunged a finger inside to his second knuckle while the pressure from the heel of his hand intensified. I felt a great burst of sensation in my middle, which I later learned to call a climax. I could not prevent a long moaning scream from escaping. Only Lady Emily's hold on my arms and Lord Harcourt's hands between my thighs held me upright. Spasms swept through my pelvis. I could feel my private place gushing juices around his burrowing finger, which had deepened its penetration by increments. I felt a slight burning pain as he pressed firmly against my hymen. The pleasure pain kept the spasms going for a long time. Finally, I slumped, the burning inside me quenched for the moment. He helped me almost solicitously into a seat and turned to Lady Montgomery. Shall we go to another room and discuss the details? The two left the room for a few moments, and when they returned... Lady Montgomery and her companion immediately took their leave, without so much as a word or glance in my direction. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Schooled to Obey. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.